What's going on everybody, it's your boy Freddy Fox, America's Big Brother, with the very first episode of the Saturday Night Sit Down. Let's go. just want to take a moment and, and thank everybody who's taking a moment today on this Sunday to sit, watch, um, you know, catch me on this and journey me on this journey, man. I, um, for starters, I'm going to admit to everybody, man, I am very, very nervous, but it's just because I'm very, very excited, man. I, I can't believe that this is finally, finally going down. Um, and I'm so, so excited and so happy to have all you guys out there, you know, um, caring to watch, um, and really going to join me on this journey. So, um, pretty much man the whole purpose of the Saturday sit down and what I'm doing this is because um like I said man I tell everybody man I love helping people my 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 biggest thing um like I said in the post before man one of my number one things my biggest fear is um I never want to be forgotten you know I want to make sure that I, I leave some sort of positive impact on, on people's lives any which way you know any matter that I can you know like I said people that inspired me was you know Martin Luther King and and Mother Teresa looking out for the best of people trying to do everything um, and giving all the love and attention and, and, and spreading out love, man. That's that's my biggest thing, like just spreading out love to everybody and anybody. Um, and that's something that you're going to get to know about me, man. Um, even if I don't know you, if you've never met me before in your life, um, believe me when I say that I love you, I love you, man, because I love people. And, and uh, it's, it's just the only way that we're going to make this place, the world, a better place, um, you know, and, and bring everybody together, man, especially like after all these tough times and everything that's going down with the past year and um, everything that's happened just in general, you know, like, I mean, I, I was born in 1986 and, and I know like we all joke about this and stuff, but I know like my generation and, you know, growing up, we have seen so many different things and so many different tragedies, so many different problems, so many so much things and we haven't even hit 40 yet you know what i mean like so it's just it's just um, amazing and, and crazy to see what what this world you know gives us or you know what we, what we got to see but the most important thing man and, and the whole purpose of this is unity growth love you know and helping that we can share that and spread the word with everybody um some way so every episode or every time I do this on the Saturday site did down like I said it's going to be a tribute to somebody or maybe I'll have a guest or somebody that's inspired me somebody that I feel like will give us you know or give you guys you know something or some tips on how to grow as a person how to be a better you how to how to live their happiness how to you know be at peace with yourself because it wasn't for me until like a couple weeks ago um where I really really um felt like I reached that level of enlightenment when I got to a point in my life where, you know, just everything made sense, you know, everything is going right, you know, there's, there's really the ability to control my happiness and, 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 and you know, what I'm able to do, um, and a lot of that comes from the people who had it, what a part of my life, man, like, I'm a, I'm a very firm believer of what they say, it takes a village to raise a child, you know, and I think that that is very, very important because it does, man, you know, we... Don't, we're never going to be able to experience everything that we, we, everything that life has to offer. You know what I'm saying? In our entire, in a lifetime, nobody's going to be able to do that. Um, but the closest thing you could do to do that is actually sharing that experience through others who have been there, who can, you know, give you a little, uh, a little insight or maybe share something or, you know, help you see what it's like to live that experience or something that you may never encounter, you know? So it's very, very important to communicate and connect with as many people as possible can. and this is one way I feel like I do that be able to connect with so many people um, and, and get to share so many different experiences so you know so much 
knowledge and information that, that we can pass on to everybody. Like I, I just seen somebody, um, you know, uh, posted that, uh, you know, um, the biggest mistake our parents didn't teach us was about taxes or things that we didn't learn about that in school was like taxes and credits. Um, and, 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 you know, it just hit me too. Like, you know what, we got to look at this too, is that the mistakes of everybody that lived before us or everybody's mistakes are the bricks that, that create the path of success for our children. You know what I'm saying? Every time we make a mistake, every time that something goes wrong, every one of our experiences, everything that happens to us is something that we can pass on to somebody else so that they don't have to go through the same trouble, so they don't have to struggle as hard, or they have a little bit more insight on how to make a better decision and what they need to do in order to progress forward. Um, you know, and, and a lot of that comes from, again, your parents and stuff like that, so that's why I know today, it is, like I said, this is going to be the Saturday sit-down, hopefully every Saturday. I will be, you know, putting out some information, putting out a podcast or something that will help somebody one which way or form. But the reason I chose today um, to launch my podcast, to start all this stuff and, you know, really take on because I wanted to pay homage um, and really honor um, the greatest man that I know. You know, one of the greatest teachers of, you know, how to be a a great person, um, how to be a gentleman, um, how to be a loving husband, you know, everything that 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 is me, you know comes a lot from this one man um and that man is my father wilfredo cortez um he was born today in 1958 you know um and and i will honor this day because that was the day again like the greatest man that i know was born um you know and just a little bit about my dad man is is if people don't know or if you may not know me man but yes i'm 100 percent puerto rican both my parents are puerto rican um, and my father was born in Puerto Rico, was raised there, um, and he came here like everybody else, man, to provide a better life for their family. Um, you know, and like I said, just just into that, like my father is, you know, the only boy, and you know, it's in the family. You know, he has three older, three sisters, um, and he's the only man or the only, you know, well, yeah, the only man in that family for my grandfather. Um, you know, and and I. I I don't even know where to start, man. Like I said, there's just so much to go on about him, but, you know, he, he, he's he been working his whole life, man. And that now, I'm not going to say, like, he's work, he's been smartly working, man. My dad has, has taught me a very, very important lesson about work and family and all that stuff. And I'll get to that, you know, with different stories and stuff like that that I share because I want to share um, maybe a lot of personal things about that because, you know, it, I want you guys to see the type of person that he is and, 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 you know, what he has taught me and how I live my life, the way I live my life and the things that I do. Um, so yeah, man, my dad, he, he does, he, like I say, he, he didn't graduate, he don't have a diploma and stuff like that, but he has been the wisest man that I've ever known, man. Like, uh, a lot of my life, like I grew up play, watching a lot of TV, maybe way too much. Um, you know, for anybody's liking and stuff like that, but you know, it got me thinking because I used to watch all these, you know, sitcoms and all those things. Which I love sitcoms because they they put like a funny spin on a lot of life experiences that, again, like I may never encounter, but it really gets me thinking about and wondering, you know, how would I feel or what would I do in that situation and, and stuff like that. So that if I'm ever faced with that problem or if I ever encounter that situation and I know exactly what I need to do. Or how I would handle it, cause that's my thing about me is just always, always look at any situation, look at the best case scenario and the worst case scenario, so that I'm kind of like prepared for anything, so that when I'm ever faced with a certain problem or situation, I'm not like a deer in headlights. You know what I'm saying? Like I actually have a plan or something to help me move in, in, into that direction, um, and that's something that I learned from my father. I and mean, my father's a very, very 
he's a thinking man you know what i'm saying he's not a man of many words you know and that's one thing that kind of like I, I didn't understand until later on in life because again i watched all these sitcoms and i see you know these fathers you know like uncle phil and 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 iro and 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 you know um um you know mr feeney um and all these people you know every week you know well in one case i mean every day i would watch these shows but you know every day or every week you know they sit down having a heart to heart you know a real deep you know conversation um you know with the younger generation with the kids or the men to be um and that's what i thought life was supposed to be like you know what i mean i'm wondering why my dad ain't sitting down with me like every week or every day or everything you know what i'm saying like that to to drop some knowledge on me or to you know educate me or to guide me and stuff like that but you know he, he that's not the case man we didn't talk like that my dad was he's a man of action man he shows me he taught me so much through his actions you know um, and his words like i said when we when he sit down and he, he talks to me like with a heart i know because he thinks about his words carefully and i think that's where i get it from you know what i mean like I, i've learned to you know very carefully think about and choose my words very very carefully um because they do have a very very powerful impact they really have a um i'm saying words can make or break somebody i mean the power of words is is, is crazy so, you know, there's things that he told me too, like I don't like to talk out of anger or talk into certain things because I know how powerful words are and the damage that they can do. So you gotta be very, very careful with how you say things to people or how you approach different situations because once you said it, you can't take it back. That's the other thing with him, I'm saying it's gone. You can't you can't retract your statement or anything like that. So, you know, whether you meant to say it, not to say it, or it came out the wrong way, you know what I mean? Like you can hurt or offend somebody. Um, and that could really go to uh, in a downward turn so that's one of the things that i learned from him um and just just like he said man from an early age man my, my dad has always looked after others man he always put other people before himself my dad he he i don't even know if he thinks about himself at all yeah yeah renee carl winslow yes sir man he was another powerful one man like i I was seeing that episode recently when, um, um, you know, when his son got pulled over by the cops and stuff like that, and he had to set them straight, man. So, yeah, man, Carl Winslow, he, he was another very, very important, you know, role model too, man. I watched all those shows, so yeah, let's let's not forget him. Um, uh, and, and again, man, you know what? Thank you, you guys, man, for dropping these comments and being a part of this, man, because this is what I need. I need the engagement from you people. I want you guys to be engaged. I want you guys to be, you know, here because again, this is just a way for me to share knowledge with you guys but also again if you got experiences you got things that you want to add or knowledges or insight or opinions man i would love to hear them because again that that's like i said to somebody the other day man you could a hundred people can go through the same situation and you'll get a hundred different reactions a hundred different outcomes from them so you know there's so many different possibilities in the way that so thank you guys for being engaged um but yeah, man, from a, from a very early age, man, my dad, my dad, he's always put other people first. That's why he didn't finish school, man. He told me, like, you know, growing up, you know, he was watch his dad. Um, and um, I apologize to him, man, ahead of time if y'all see me get a little emotional and stuff like that because um, I'm an emotional person, man. And that's, that's you know, um, you know, I'm not afraid to cry, man, in front of people, man, because it, it is what it is. But, um, you know, um, my dad and my grandfather, man, they... they you know two peas in a pod man so my dad seen his his dad struggling you know to, to put his 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 kids through school so seventh grade my dad dropped out of school man and just went to work he went to work so he could help put his sisters through school and pay for their costumes and help around the house and all that stuff because 
I guess he knew his role, man. That's what he knew he had to do, man, to be there to support his family and and, and to work hard or, or whatever. So since like that, the seventh grade, man, he's been working and, and he's been a mechanic his whole life. And, um, you know, like I said, smartly working, man, because one of the things that my dad taught me, too, is that, um, you know, don't value money, a job, you know, any of that stuff, because those are all replaceable. You know what I'm saying? Your family... Your family isn't, man, you know what I mean? And, and that's one of my sayings that I say all the time is, you know, everything for family, you know, everything for family. Um, and, and, and not just that, man, like I know people may think of your immediate family, but when I mean like family, I mean, you know, anybody who you declare your family, you know what I'm saying? Like I told my daughter just the other day, your best friends are family you get to choose, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, let's keep that in mind as well. But he did all that stuff, man, you know, just to work hard and then make sure that his family was good and, and work smart, you know what I'm saying? He didn't go out and just work just to work, you know, because, again, just like me, um, what I learned from him is, man, you know, I don't like to work for anybody, man. I don't like anybody controlling my time because, um, you know what I'm saying, like, my family's so important, man, and... and, and one of those things, like I said, I'm not sure which was is something, uh, one of my, my favorite stories, um, you know, that happened with my dad that really, really, that I got to see firsthand, man, you know, what his family meant to him and, um, you know, what he was willing to do and, and not do or put up with. Um, so he, he was working in, um, in, uh, in Costco and Greenwich out here in, um, in Connecticut. Um, excuse me. Um, and, um. I don't know. I mean, I know I'm saying like that. That area is um, majorly white. You know what I'm saying? It is, and, and they in a bubble, man. They associate with themselves, and not to say that everybody out there is racist and things like that, but you do see it a lot, and it's it's, it's it comes by more often than you like. Um, but anyway, the story is is like I, I just got my license, man. I was you know 16 years old. I had my car, and I was going everywhere. And one thing, like I said about that, like I make it a point to go see my parents and my mom and my dad like whenever I can you know what I'm saying even living in the house you know what I'm saying so I just had my license and I was out for a drive and my dad was at work so I said to myself I said you know what man I'm gonna go see my pops like I I, I would just randomly do so I went I drove into his job in Costco um and I walked into this or whatever and I'm like hey uh is is Freddie here and um and the, his boss says uh yeah hold on one second and he opens the back to the garage you know, where all the mechanics was at and he yells out, hey, Freddie, some nigger's here to see you. And uh, my dad, he already dealt like that. He looked at him already, you know what I'm saying, with an attitude. But when he saw that, he was referring to his son as a nigga, man. Uh, like I say, to this day, man, I think that man is lucky that I was there because that's probably the only reason that my dad did not end that man's life. But he charged at him, you know what I'm saying, with a wrench. And he looked at him in his face. He said, don't you ever utter those words again, man. And especially talk about my son. You cut me open, and I'm blacker than him. Fuck you. Fuck this job. Yo, we out. And my dad went, packed up his toolbox, grabbed all his shit, and he walked the fuck out of that job. You know what I'm saying? And, I, and I'm going to try to do my best refrain from cursing and stuff like that. But it's just, it's, you know, the authenticity of that. But that, that, that was one of the very first moments, man, um... You know what I'm saying? That was one of those moments where I looked at my dad like, man, that's that's my hero, man. Like, that's my hero. He was not going to have that. You know what I mean? I know some people may look at that like, oh, it's their job and stuff like that. But my dad was not putting up with nobody. He doesn't put up with nobody's stuff. Um, 
And that's one thing about my dad too. Like people who know him, they always, you know, and stuff like that. He's a homebody, man. He don't go nowhere. He stay in the house. He keep to himself. You know what I'm saying? He he make appearances here and there. Um, and one thing I used to think, think to myself, like, you know, I think my dad might be antisocial. Um, nah, nah. Um, as I got older, and I started really looking at what my dad was doing. Again, I learned, like I said, he didn't talk to tell me nothing. I just watched him and watching his actions were more powerful than anything he could ever say to me um, in a lot of cases. But I'd watch him and I came to realize it wasn't that my, it's not that my dad's anti-social. He doesn't like be around people or whatever. He just knows that not everybody is worth his time. You know what I'm saying? He's not going to associate with people he don't want to associate with at any time like that. His time is his time and he knows it's important and he knows that not everybody is worth his time. And it took me a long time to realize, man. It took me a long time to realize that because a lot of too, and unintentionally and stuff like that, when we're trying to go up and better ourselves, we hang around, associate with people that that aren't really going to benefit us. You know what I'm saying? And it's not like a wrong thing. I'm not trying to downplay any of our friends, but like that. But you know what I mean? Like, the thing is, man, you're the company you keep. You know what I'm saying? Show me your friends and I'll show you who you are. You know what I mean? So that's one thing, again, that my dad taught me through his actions and what he was doing on how to do that. That was one of the instances that, that he came to me and he was there for me as my protector, you know what I'm saying? Like, And that was one of the most popular because, like, and maybe, like, people don't realize, and I don't know if I mentioned this, but my dad is white with green eyes. Yeah, my biological father is white with green eyes, a Puerto Rican man. But, you know, so, so I really, really didn't understand or anything about that, like, about racism or, or segregation or any of that thing until... I got into school or until I got into the real world where a lot of people would look at, you know, the situation and then just be confused or have something to say. Like, you know, it wasn't like on a, like at another one of his jobs, because again, I showed up at one of his other jobs and stuff like that um, in Stanford. And I was like, you know, I'm, I'm, it's Freddie here. I'm here to see him. And he's like, oh yeah, give me a second. Like, you know, Maris was looking for him. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's my dad. I'm his son. And they're like, really? And I was like, okay. I mean, and they went and got him. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't. I guess it was more of a shock because, you know, like, like I said, I'm completely opposite. Even my family joke around and stuff like that and say that my dad is the positive and I'm the negative. Like, you know, when you do, like, pictures and stuff like that and, um, you know, but but it was all love. So I didn't really understand, you know, what it, what any of that was, segregation or racism or, you know what I mean, like, not to, to like somebody or not to be considered family because of the color of your skin or what you look like because, again, I got... And I'm sure, like, uh, Puerto Ricans and maybe in a lot of different cultures, too, man, you got people in your family of all different colors and shapes and sizes and all that stuff that that's your family, you know what I mean? Like, so you can't judge anybody and you shouldn't judge anybody. So I was blessed in that sense, you know, to already to grow up again like that, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, a very, very light, fair color father and, and a dark Hispanic mom, you know what I mean? So... And the same thing, my sister is white, you know what I'm saying? So, or very, very fair-skinned, you know what I mean? So, I, even as a youngin', I would, like, joke around her. Well, wasn't joking, I thought it was real, but I would say, like, my dad had my sister and my mom had me. That's why we looked this way, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't nothing negative or anything like that, or, you know what I'm saying? But love is love, man, and, I, and I'm so, so grateful for, for being raised and, and, and growing up like that and, and, and already having that line blurred of color and race and all that stuff because it's just pointless man and it hurts me man to see people you know judging others and, and, and hating people for where they come from or what they look like or, or any of that man because I've, I've learned that everybody has a value man every person is special every person is 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 
you know, unique, and that's what makes everything, you know, and all of the stuff, like, amazing, is that we do have so many different people, and everybody, you know what I'm saying, if we were all the same, it'd just be very, very boring, man, and, and we know that, um, but yeah, man, like I said, that, that was one of the instances where my dad showed me, like, that as a protector, I remember years ago, too, man, um, uh, you know, being out in the neighborhood and stuff like that, playing with all the kids, and I got into a fight with one of these kids, like, a few times that day, man, we fought, like, a several times that day, you know what I mean, like, he was playing baseball and tag and all sorts of stuff, but that's another thing, too, man, like, we used to do it back in the day, man, we would fight, and, and then that was it, you know what I'm saying, and then we'd go back to playing, and we'd fight and go back to playing, you know what I'm saying, it's none of this shooting each other or wanting each other dead or wishing, you know, extreme harm on anybody, man, like, it's just, it's just bananas how I see these kids these days, just you know, immediately get offended or they get hurt by somebody, they want to pull out a gun or for a knife or, you know what I'm saying, they really want to take somebody's life over some petty stuff, which is, again, it's just mind-boggling, man, but anyway, like I said, me and this dude, we, we, me and this kid, we fought like three or times that day, man, and I remember last time we fought, he, he ran or whatever, and I was just feeling like big dog on campus and stuff like that, back to my house, um, and then, if, you know, not too long later, I hear a knock at the front door. And I come and it's my it's a boy that I was fighting with all all day long, man. So I stepped on the porch. And he was there with his whole family, man. You know what I'm saying just the most Haitians I've ever seen in my life, man. Just standing in front porch, man. But I was young and crazy and reckless, and I'm sitting there, you know, bowing out my chest and you know getting ready to take them all on. And um, then all of a sudden they scatter. You know what I'm saying? Everybody just bounce, and I'm like, yeah, man. I'm I'm I get my head is on like I'm I'm swollen, man. I'm like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't fought this kid all day, I done won those fights, I done scared off his whole family, like, I'm the man, and I turn around, and I see my dad standing in the doorway with a machete in his hand, and his arms crossed, he's looking at everybody, and I'm like, man, but, again, my, my, my dad don't play that, man, don't, you don't mess with my dad's family, you don't mess with his kids, you know, especially his kids, you know what I'm saying, and, um, and that's what, what my dad taught me, uh, about being a protector, and being there for your kids, no matter what, and any of those things, man, so, so, um, and that even came to play out for me I got older because, you know, I have a beautiful baby girl, I have a, a beautiful son, thanks to my beautiful wife, you know what I'm saying, so I'm so grateful for my family, and I'm just like that, I will do anything and everything I gotta do to protect what's mine and what I created, um, and, um, and it just made me like that too, just working out in, uh, in, in Old Greenwich, I was working out at the supermarket, um, and I'll tell you just two quick stories about that too, just one of them, like, I remember one time, um, I was working over there in Old Greenwich, and I was walking to, to, the, to, the, to the supermarket I was working at, and um, these two girls, they couldn't have been more than like 12 years old, um, they uh, drove past me on a bike, and he was parking their bikes and stuff like that, again, walking to the CVS, and um, as I'm walking, all I hear is, hey, mister, and me, man, listen, like I said, I'm, I'm the friendliest person ever, you know what I'm saying, like, they might call me out, I'm going to turn and look and then see what it is, because if I can help you, I'm going to help you, um, and they turned, and I turned around, and I said, hey, what's going on, and they said, hey, mister, please don't steal our bikes, and I was just, like, in shock, man, like, I was, and I wasn't even angry, man, like, what I really was was sad, because that's not coming from them, man, that's they pa, that's their parents teaching them, or, you know what I'm saying, or whatever environment that they're in that's giving them this negative information, or, you know what I'm saying, this teaching them the wrong thing, man, and that just hurt, man, and, um, you know, I mean, I, I just, I just, we need to start teaching our kids better, you know what I'm saying, like, um, but uh, that was that, and that's just to give you a taste because again, it was just uh, dealt with a lot of like racism over that place. Um, but what I was getting to is that um, again, I was the closing manager, and we got this new guy. There. It was an older gentleman, it was a white dude, and um, one of the other workers had said, "Hey, you know, I I work with him over at the other supermarket, man, and he, he's racist, man. He's 
know what I'm saying? He he just don't like it or whatever. And I'm not going, I'm not, I give, I give everybody the benefit of the doubt, man. I'm not going to take nobody's word on somebody because if they did you wrong or whatever, you're not going to share the right information. I need to see for myself who this person is or who they are or whatever before me to make a decision. I'm not going to make a decision on anybody or anything because somebody else tells me, you know what I mean? I need to see for myself. So that being said, I said, you know what, I started talking to this dude and, um, it came off the beat, like off the, off the rip, you know what I'm saying? It's just immediately, like he just had this just dislike for me and I, again because of that the color or you know just just yeah i was younger than him and in a higher position and, and that's something that i've dealt with too because I, I became manager first time when i literally on my 18th birthday so i've been in management forever um so i've dealt with a lot of like that people who don't like young people out there so but anyway um you know i started to see what i mean it's true man this dude is really doesn't he really don't like people of color. He really don't like that, you know what I mean? So every opportunity he could, he would, you know, sneer at me and or, you know, take jabs at me, which way. But I had to, you know, cool calms, cool cool heads prevail, right? Um, But one day, um, my wife came to my job to see me with our daughter. You know what I'm saying? They're walking through the aisles and stuff, and I'm working and stuff. And, um, you know, apparently the dude, he walks up to my family, and he goes to my daughter, and she's like two at the time. Yeah, I'm saying he's like, oh, yo, yo, what's up, what's up, you know, what's up, and I'm, and again, I can't prove nothing, man, and to this day, I can't say that, you know, what I mean, like what his intentions were, but in my mind, man, you don't talk to no two year old, no toddler in that manner. I don't care what they look like, where they from, whatever, like that's just not how you address a child, you know. So I took that very, very personally, and I and I couldn't prove that, and I couldn't say anything about that, but I did, you know, what I'm saying, roll up on him, address him, I said, listen, man, come at me. All you want. You know what I'm saying? Say whatever you want to me. Just like me. Do whatever you want to me. But the moment you mess with my family, I will end you. Point blank, period. There ain't no discussion. So let's let that just be very, very clear. You know, and then um you know he went back and he told, you know, the the upper management, stuff like that, like, oh, you know, the situation, what I said to him, and he pulled me into the office and that's something I said, Yes, I did say that and I will say it again and I don't Listen, you mess with family, and that'll be the last thing you do. I promise you that. I promise you that. You know, and I got that from my dad. You know, what I'm saying you don't mess or, or, or play around with anybody, with any man's family. Um, so I made sure that I was there and I protected mine and what was mine. So that's just that of my dad being a protector and, and you know showing me what it's like firsthand to really defend your family against anything and everything. It don't matter what it is. Your family, that's your responsibility. You created your family. You went out there and made that life for you. You make sure you protect it at all costs and by any means necessary. You know, so I really, really appreciate my father teaching me that and really instilling that. And again, it wasn't by a conversation that he had. It was by showing me and really showing me, you know what I'm saying, like how it is to be a man, you know. And, um, and that's the thing, too, like with my father, like about always putting other people first, man, and always looking out for everybody else when he can. You know, at a very young age, too, where I used to live as a little cul-de-sac, and there was 12 apartments, two row of houses, six apartments, each house. Um, and we lived at the end apartment, you know, six at the end of, you know, these rows and stuff like that. So at a very young age, man, every winter, I would see my dad. He would go out and he would shovel the snow from our front porch to the lady across from us who was in apartment six and A side. And he would shovel her, shovel the stairs, feet on that. And then he would shovel all the way up to the front, to the parking lot. Every time it snowed, no matter what it was, he was out there shoveling, doing that. And every time it snowed, um, 
you know, and I remember like asking him, like, yo, pops, like, what is, you know what I'm saying? What are you doing? What are you doing? And he looked at me and said, listen, man, that lady over there in apartment A6, she always getting rushed to the hospital. You see now, which is true, man. You'd always see the ambulances coming in and going over there and taking it to the hospital all the time, man. It was just like a regular thing. And he said that. He said, you know, with all this snow here, if something happens and they got to come, they need to get to her quickly. And all this snow is not going to help. And I was like, man, man, after he told me that and he explained to me what he was doing, every time it snowed, I made sure I was out there before him. I got that shovel and I would shovel all the way up to the front and I shoveled everybody else's drive, every artist's pathway back, all the way back there. Because in case of an emergency, if something happens, people need to get out. And to this day, man, I do that. I do that to this day where I live at. It's a three-family home. You know what I'm saying? I live on the second floor. But when it snows, I shovel or I shovel the stairs, I shovel the driveway, I shovel everybody's porch, I clean everybody else, I clean everybody's car, I make sure that it's cool and ready to go because in case of an emergency, if something happens to that person or whatever they need to do, they be able to get out and go without having to worry about nothing. Um, and that's like a little thing, again, that, that, that stuck with me, man, my dad does, that I, that I do all the time. Uh, I'll make sure that, that I'm always looking out for people and try to see, you know what I'm saying, like, Again, that village mentality, you know what I'm saying? We got to look out for those who can't when we can, you know, and, and take whatever um, precautions or anything that we need to do to make sure that, that those people are right or that people are safe, you know? And um, that's just the type of man that my dad is, you know what I'm saying? Putting everybody, everybody before him, you know? Um, and even like that, especially with my mom, and I remember all the time too, and, and I would be acting up. My dad, my dad really wasn't like a, a disciplinarian, man. My mom did that. I guess my dad was maybe the enforcer or, or the intimidator because I think like everybody had the fear of their dad coming on them. But um, he, he he made sure that I respected my mother. He made that to a T, and he would tell me all the time. He said, "Whatever you want to do, you want to respect me. You want to curse me out, or whatever." Fine, do it to me. But if I ever catch you disrespecting your mother in any which way or form, we're going to have some serious problems. Um, so I made sure, and, and to this day too, like I respect my mom to the T. You know, and my dad taught me that. Um, so it's, it's just it's intense, man. And um, you know, I'm sorry, I guess I got disconnected from the face to, for the Facebook Live. Um, See if I can get back on there and stuff like that, but um, that's 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 definitely what um, what my dad has taught me um about those things, man, and um, you know, making sure that I respect my mom and be there. So I do that too with my kids and my daughter and stuff like that too, and and I say to them, I make sure that they respect their mother because you only have one mother, and that's what my dad always said. You only have one mother. Only one one woman could have created you, and that's it. And he would always say. Madre única, mother's only one, padre cualquiera. Father could be anybody. So I make sure that I, that I, that I do that um, uh, and respect her in those ways. Um, another one of the biggest things that I think that really had led me on this journey and all those things is um, that my dad has taught me was, you know, how to be that, man. Make your own time, man, and, and, and be there for yourself. Um, Sorry, I'm trying to set this up on the uh, Facebook, and like I said, this is this is live, and, and it's the first time I'm doing this. But um, um, quick story about like the way that I'm now, and I think one of the reasons why I have such an entrepreneurial mentality, 
Um, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but it's just because of that, because of my dad. Um, you know, my dad has been a mechanic his whole life. You know, he's been working on cars, and that's that's what he does. If he needs to make money or whatever, how he needs to do it, he knows that by going out, doing jobs or whatever, you know, work he needs to do, he does it, and he can do that. Um, so I think, like I said, it's like that. Like, every kid, you know, they grow up, they want to be like, they want to be like their dad, you know, and, and I, my dad was my idol, so... My dad was a mechanic, I said, I want to be a mechanic too, man, so I would try to, like, you know, every time he go to work or he's doing, you know, working on cars and stuff like that for friends, family, whoever, you know, I would try to go over there and try to get him to teach me, you know, I wanted him to, to show me and, and, and teach me how to, you know, work on the cars or, you know, how to be a mechanic and train me, um, and he never did, man, he refused, he would teach me the basic, like, you know what I mean, like, he would appease me or, like, you know, like, kind of comfort me by showing me that, like, Oh, I'll show you how to change, how to do an oil change, you know. I'll show you how to, you know, change a tire, how to do your brakes, you know. The basic maintenance on a car, but never, never in detail, you know what I'm saying, like all that other heavy stuff. He refused to teach me. Um, and I couldn't figure out why, man. And, and I wanted to f learn so bad, and I would try to sneak in and watch him. And if I started getting too nosy certain things, he would send me off and, and not show me. So I just couldn't figure it out. You know, and I think what the last straw was when my, my brother would come visit from Puerto Rico and time with him and with my dad. And, you know, my brother was working on being a mechanic and my dad would take him off and they would leave the house. He would leave behind and he would go to, the, you know, to whoever's house or whoever they need to do to work on cars. And, you know, they were working on cars together, becoming a mechanic and, and, and all those things. And um, and um, that for me was last straw. And after a couple of times of seeing that happen, you know, my dad came up to time. I got mad. I sat down like, yo, pops, like, why? Why won't you teach me, man? Like, I want to be a mechanic. I want to learn how to do this. Like, uh, and you, you mean you showing him, and and he don't even live here, and, and you know what I'm saying, and and you showing him, but you you won't teach me, and, and you know I really got to a space about, it. and he he sat me down, um, and he 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 was looking at me, said, Fredito. I want you to look at me, and I looked at him up and down. He said, "Look at, look at, look how, look how I look, man." He was, you know, covered in grease and, and his, you know, oil. His face was all greased up. And he showed me his hands. He said, "Look at my hands, man. I see his hands with all these blisters and, and cuts, and you know, a combination of blood and oil and all these things and calluses and stuff like that." And he said, "Look, I'll take a real good look." And he said, "Listen, I don't want this for you. This is not the life that I want for you." You are going to make much brain, not your hands. And he left it at that. And that has been one of the most inspirational things, or one of the things like that, that really started motivating me. That my dad had all this faith in, in saying, like, yo, you are an intelligent individual. You're going to be so much better than I am. You're going to be so much more, you know what I'm saying, than what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Like, so I need you to understand that. And that has stuck with me. That stuck with me to this day, like, and that's why, like, I know that, like, I just, and, and for them, I used to hustle, man, I remember back in, like, the Nextel, when the Nextels was out, I'm sure everybody had their little Nextels, little chirp, chirp, you know what I'm saying, and I used to have all those collections, but I learned how to do the custom ringtones and the custom wallpapers for all the different phones and stuff like that, so I would go in, and I would literally have a line of people at my house from around the block, people coming in for, like, ringtones, I would charge, like, I think it was, like, $3 for one and, like, 10 for five, you know what I'm saying? The same thing with the pictures and stuff like that. For editing stuff like that, I would charge them. You know, I'm like, hey, this is what I want to charge you for picture and stuff like that. And I was just racking up. I literally had, I kid you not, how my living room would be sitting with people just with their little papers, with their phones, and their song listens of where they needed their songs like that. And I was hooking up everybody's next tells, everybody's pictures and stuff like that. 
and that, that was how I was making money for myself, you know what I'm saying? And then when, when you know what I'm saying, the next uh, phone started getting advanced and it started doing all those things, the next thing was like DVDs and, and movies and stuff and Netflix came out and I was like, oh snap, you know what? If I rent a DVD from Netflix, I burn it, I burn a master copy and I send it back and then I, you know, get a new one and keep burning those and then I can just burn DVDs and I was bootlegging DVDs, man. I, I literally, uh, I remember I, I was working part-time, I was doing a... Uh, temp work for the temp agency and he had me at RBS in Greenwich the Royal Bank of Scotland man and I was doing um, the mail room and all sorts of stuff and I remember one day um, I was uh, taking inventory because they had like a little shop there and stuff like that so I was doing inventory but I was doing inventory and I had my computer set up there in the, in the little room burning DVDs you know what I'm saying like just burning DVDs and stuff like that and the boss and my uh, supervisor the boss came and he seen and he was like what are you doing I was and I was like I'm working man I was just, just running up up there and um you know, the next day I ended up getting pulled from that assignment, but um, it was just that man. My dad created a hustler, man. He, he created a hustler, so any any which way that I could learn to make money and stuff like that, or what I could do to make money, I was doing that. And I just like that's why I'm doing this now, man, and where I am, and why definitely I'm on this journey because I know that my um, like I said, I can make money any which way, man. I'm not trying to brag or like boast and stuff like that, but because of my dad, man, I, I know the ability of. Money is not important. Money's gonna come and go. You can make it when you want it. It's here when you need it. It's gone when you don't. It's just all those things. But you gotta, you know, make sure you with your family. And that's why I do this. Like I wanted, I took the entrepreneurial path and all that stuff because I'm, I'm tired and I don't want anybody when I could go or what days I could take off or what I could do or any of that stuff, man. Like I, I don't need any of those things. Um. So so, you know that that's thanks to my pops and really making me the entrepreneur that I am today. Um. And I love him for that, man. And there's so many different things that he has taught me um, that I could just go on forever, man. And I'm, you know, I, I, I'm sure we're gonna hear more and more about these things going on and stuff like that, and things that he's taught me. But um, I can't thank that man enough. You know, I, 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 words can't express what he means to me and, and everything that he's taught me and all those things has just been absolutely amazing. Um. And I'm utterly grateful. So that's what like I needed to and I wanted to do today, um, as as dad, as a tribute to him, you know, and honor him. Because if it wasn't for him, and um, there's no way I'd be the man that I am. Um, so so I thank him so so dearly for that. Um, and hopefully, like I said, some of these stories and stuff like that would help you guys see things too from a different light to understand, and maybe you know encourage you or give you some feedback on on anything in life, man. And, and that's what I'm here. For. That's what I'm here for, you know what I mean? Like to bring a little bit of peace of my father to the world, man. Because if the world had more men like my dad, man, we would just be a hell of a lot better place, man. And, and that's what I'm trying to do, man. I'm trying to, you know, raise my son. That's why I wanted a son. Like I love my daughter, but I wanted a son to, to change the legacy. And, and, and you know what I mean? Like keep that going. And my daughter's doing the same thing too, man, which I... My my daughter is a, is a is an amazing person, man. For five years old, man, she is, uh, you know, as caring and loving and sweet and genuine for everybody, man. Like there is not a soul that my daughter will not approach to and say hi to or have a conversation with, which I absolutely love, man. And that's come from my parents, and I'm glad that my daughter's like that, and I'm working on my son to be like that too, man. To be a people person to go out there because you know we all need to be there for each other and and, 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 and and support each other in any which way, man. Um so you know, like like I said, like my dad didn't didn't have a lot of conversations with me and stuff like that, but he really didn't need to, man. Um, you know, the, the our one on one conversations that we had, 
and have, I treasure him because he is a very, very wise and knowledgeable man that a lot of people maybe not take the time to try to understand because, like I said before, they may think he's antisocial. And it's not that he's antisocial. It's not that, you know, he's not a people person. He just knows that you are not worth his time if he ain't spending time with you. So that's just what it is. Um, you know, and I appreciate that man for that. You know, like even just yesterday, um, you know, we went out. My dad never goes anywhere, but we went out to a city island uh, for the first time in so, so long. And as I'm sitting here with my kids, I got my, my son, you know, in a little seat over here. My daughter's in front of me, stuff like that. And I'm sitting there and, you know, my dad is coming over like he always does. Just making sure he's trying to take care of them, make sure they're good, to make sure that I eat and, and that I'm good and that they're okay. And, you know, like he said to me, he's like, you know, don't don't worry about me, son. My daughter, my, my dad taught me how to be this way so you know that, that, that that's why i am the way that i am and i love it man I, if i if i if i am if i ever turn out to be just a quarter of the man that my dad is man i will be a hundred percent a hundred times better than any regular average joe that you see in the streets so i thank you dad i love you so much you know i mean i'm oh, i know it's hoping to get you on the line i know you're not tech savvy like that to see this but i'm recording and i'm saving it and i want you to hear this um cuz that man is as as has been an amazing father to me, you know, to all of my friends, to to anybody that I that I that I bring to him, you know what I'm saying? Like I uh Sorry, why man? Uh, but it's just that man. I, I love that man so much, man. I can't, and I, I, I'm, I don't know how else, what I could do to thank him enough for, you know, helping create who I am today. Um, and uh, yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's just, you know. Hopefully I get him on here and I get him on a couple more lives and maybe drop some gems for y'all and, and you know reach out to him because he is an amazing person to know. Um, you know, um, man, I'm sorry guys. Like I said, it was the first one out here and I'm, I'm getting very emotional and uh, and all this stuff. But um, I just want to thank everybody, man. I thank all you guys who who took the time to um to to share a little. To sit here, man, and give me an hour of your time, man, um, to hear all these stories and hopefully um, look to try to get something out of this. You know what I mean? Like maybe it uh, gave you a nice lesson or something or maybe just put a smile on your face, maybe made you laugh, man. And that's that's the whole point of wanting to do this cast too and, and want to be out to the people because, uh, like I said before, like I know that I said my biggest fear is being forgotten. Want people to forget me because I don't want people to forget my dad. I don't want people to forget that there are good, genuine people in this world, caring people who don't want nothing. They don't want nothing more than to see you happy. I know, like they said in the in the movie, um, you know, uh, The Dark Knight. You know, some people just want to watch the world burn, and then there's people like me, man, who just want to see everybody flourish, man, who just want to see people happy. And I get that from my dad, man. He just generally wants to see the people he loves and cares about happy at whatever cost it is. Whatever cost it is, even if that's his expense, he doesn't matter. He doesn't matter. He doesn't care as long as he's able to bring a smile to somebody's face and make them happy. Um, that's how he gets remembered. That's how he leaves an impact on people's lives. That's how people remember him. So, 
that's why I'm doing this podcast because, you know, if I can, you know, bring a smile to somebody or bring a laughter or give somebody insight, give somebody just a little bit of hope or a little bit of pick-me-up, I know that they will never forget me. Um, and that's good enough for me, man, because they will pass that on to whoever, share that story with whoever, man, and, and my my personality, my father's legacy, my grandfather's legacy, because he's a hell of a man, man, and, um, you know, he passed away, I'm going to... I'm gonna get to my grandfather. One of these episodes, I definitely am. If I could work on um keeping myself from getting too emotional and crying through the whole thing, but um I'm definitely gonna talk about my grandfather. One of these because he taught my dad how to be a man, and all those lessons that he passed on to my dad, my dad passed on to me. Um, uh, and I'm gonna pass down to my son, and I'm gonna pass on to all of you guys. So um, I know I was gonna try to keep this in. Now I got a little late, but um, I gotta sign off. I'm a We'll be back with you guys again with another episode of the Saturday Sit Down, hopefully next week. Um, with somebody else who's very, very important to me. I want to do this one to my dad because, again, I know my dad my entire life. He has been there for me my entire life, you know, in every which way or form. So that's somebody who's been there forever, who's going to be there forever um, for me. Um, so that's just so longevity. But also, you know, next week I'm, I'm, I'm going to get a hold of my cousin, Joel. Um, yeah, homes out there. See, hopefully, you watching. If you're not, man, we're gonna get up this week and talk because I need to be talk about. All right, I need to share the world what a great man you are. Um, because I and I bring it up because I'm he came into my life not too long ago. I want y'all share more in next week's podcast when I sit down with him and stuff like that. But he had a major, major impact in my life and will always be remembered for me. Um, you know, um, for 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 reasons that I'll that'll, that'll share next week with you guys, man. So. Um, on that note, again, I apologize. They don't get too emotional. Maybe not hear me what I'm saying and stuff like that. But um, on that note, like I'm saying, I'm enemies. Uh, no matter who you are, no matter what you've done, your big brother loves you. Stay blessed. And I'm out, everybody.